live. Okay. Glory to God. Good. Oh, <laughs> we are live. I didn't realize that was a yes, we are live. <laughs> Good evening and welcome. Good evening to those of you who are here and uh, those who are watching online. We're glad to have you tonight. Uh, it's a little warm and toasty in here today, uh, but uh, we'll be okay. Amen. <laughs> so let's go before the Lord tonight and just uh, thank him for what we're going to get into. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that we have a midweek service that we can come to, refuel, get together, build, encourage one another, be challenged by your word. We thank you, Father, that iron sharpens iron. iron. <laughs> and I thank you, Father, that everything that you do is good and it leads to growth and development in your word when we get in it. And so we thank you that we are growing and we are developing in you. I thank you that we are at the end of time. So that growth is accelerated and explosive because we want to make a difference and an impact in the kingdom of God. And so we thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher who is here tonight among us and in us, and he is going to help us as we proceed in Jesus name. Amen. Glory. This fan's going to be like blowing my hair all night tonight. Um, so, welcome. Uh, I trust that you are having a wonderful week. Uh, tonight, uh, I, was, I was asking God uh, because we had Pastor Gary here and we were led of the Lord to have him here. And then uh, we had our meetings last week uh, for those who did uh, with uh, Steve and Kyle. And then I was sitting at home just reflecting on that and I was like, now what? Now what? It could just be a great event that we had at our church, or we can be intentional about it. And so the Lord never fails. You know, it says that he's a present help in time of need. A lot of times we think of an extraordinary situation that we get ourselves into that we really need him. Oh, you're an ever-present help. No, I just, I, I just need some wisdom today. <laughs> I just, I just... I just need this today. No, he's a present help in time of every type of need. So if I just need, I just needed some direction and some wisdom here. And so I received it. Yeah, thank you. You see my hands all going up. <laughs> I'll be doing that all night. And so, um, so he's an ever-present help in time of need. And he showed me that. Uh, I said, well, we need to know what our next step is. Like, what do we do with this? Okay, this is wonderful. What do we do here? And so we need to be intentional about it. Otherwise, it's just a great thing we had this time next year. We'll just remember when Pastor Gary came and we met with that. Yeah, that was wonderful. But we need to do something with it. And so he has given us some direction. And we're going to do a little little bit of uh, talking around that tonight. This is going to be a let's talk segment, but it's going to include everybody in here. Okay. So we've got uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Craig at the ready with the microphone. Uh, it's, it's now, but here's the thing he said. He, <laughs> so here's the thing. We don't have a lot of time. We're going to move through this. I have six steps. Now you'll remember we had wonderful kingdom teaching with Pastor Gary, wonderful teaching, solid teaching. And we have resources they've given to us you can look them up on YouTube for more right you could buy stuff from them a lot of us bought stuff when they came then uh, Steve and Kyle were wonderful those who met with Steve and Kyle just wonderful and uh, so then we got a plan those who met with them now listen if you weren't involved in that in any way and you didn't do a plan you're still gonna get something out of this because this is how we're supposed to work the word, this is how we're supposed to work any plan in our lives. So maybe you have a plan for your life that you're trying to get somewhere and you need a finish line. Here's the steps to take to get there. Because here's the thing. They said, you know, our Let's Talk segment is going to be entitled How to Stay, How to Be and Stay in that 86%. What does that mean? 
86% of the people that went through a program like we did, this exact program, 86% were successful. 14% were not. 14% were not. When he gave that statistic, that stayed with me. That's a great percentage of success. That's a great success rate for any company. But that still leaves 14%. Are you going to be in the 86 or the 14%? Amen. Well, it doesn't just happen. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take us being intentional. And I say this often, but you're going to see how it applies to this plan. <laughs> the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So I'm not consistent in certain areas of my life. But guess what? This plan requires consistency. And so I may, you know, struggle with consistency. You know, there's people who struggle being consistent with different things. Mine happens to be exercise and eating right. Yours may be coming to church, so don't look at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? We all have our consistency area where we have challenges, right? Okay. And so um, this is what God has showed us. So I'm going to read this six steps. I'm going to read a step. I'm going to give some supporting verses that he brought to my heart, and then we're going to talk about it. Now, I, we could probably have maybe like two max, like try not to go a long time if you're going to say a few words. Don't, don't go a long time. Uh, what words would you say? Well, if it resonates with you. The first step we probably don't need to get into. I'm going to go through that step quick because we already have it. Um, or it's on its way. So uh, the first step we might not need to talk about, but definitely from the second step on to the sixth step, we'll talk about maybe how it resonates with you, maybe how you could see that might be challenging for you, maybe how you can uh, say, oh, I've faced this before and here's how I overcame that, or maybe a scripture comes to your heart about it. That's what I'd like you to share, okay? All right, so let's get into this. All right. So the first step, if, and this goes, if you didn't do this plan, if you didn't do this, but you're working on something in your life, because we're always supposed to grow and develop in our lives. Maybe it's your spiritual life, and you want to grow. You don't want to be in the same place next year as you are today. Maybe that's the growth that you need. Maybe you want a better job. Maybe you want a home. Whatever it is, this is going to help you get there. All right, this is for any, it will work for any plan. We're talking specifically for the financial plans we receive, but this will work. Okay, so the first step is to have a good and solid plan. You see why we don't need to talk about that? Because most of us, some have received their plan and some their plan is on the way, waiting through email or whatever it is. So we already know that it's coming. We've looked at it, you know, online. They showed us, but it's coming. And so, uh, the, what does the word of God say about that? So Proverbs 21 verse 25 in the New Living Translation, it says good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Mm-hmm. I like that. Notice how good planning comes first. Some of us think hard work is first. <laughs> You know, just get to work, get to work, get to work. Well, most of the work we do, if it's not planned beforehand, doesn't amount to much. That we have to have a good and solid plan. And so we've got one, right, for this thing. In Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 33, um, Jesus is talking about being his disciple and how you have to count the cost before you're his disciple. And that's the context of this uh, passage. But he says something there that can help us in other areas. He says in verse 28, But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? This is Jesus talking. Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. Then everyone would laugh at you. 
they would say, there's the person who started the building and couldn't afford to finish it. Jesus said that. Uh, and then he said, or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with the counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to d discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. The time to plan is not when they're at your tents. <laughs> right? And so he said, so you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Now there's a whole message in that, a whole message in that. And so here though, he talks about, he gives those two examples about counting the cost of being his disciple. Those two examples are very important because it talks about planning. So Jesus believes in good planning. So if he believes in good planning, guess what? I'm going to believe in good planning. Amen? All right, so that's point one. So once you have the plan, and here is where we will start our discussion. Once you have the plan, the next step is to fully understand the plan. I got the plan. Understand the plan. If there's something you don't quite understand, don't overlook it. Stop ask questions because that may be the very thing that stops you from moving forward later on when you come up against that thing because you didn't understand it that will be the thing that disravels the whole thing and so uh, we need to ensure that we fully understand what we're looking at and I know some of us discuss life insurance and fixed annuities and all this stuff and it's like mm, you know to some well you know what you have the Holy Spirit who can teach you. And so get on the phone with Kyle or Steve or someone in the office or, or Google. <laughs> That's how I learned most of my stuff. Google and find out what this stuff means. Don't just put it in the hands of someone else without fully understanding. Take responsibility for your life, okay? So Proverbs 24, verse three and four says, through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding or common sense, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And then Proverbs 4, 7 in the God's Word translation says, the beginning of wisdom is to acquire wisdom, acquire understanding with all that you have. So knowledge is the facts. Understanding we could say is common sense. And wisdom is the good planning. And it's the, the how to, this is how we're going to get do this how to apply those things. So how do you know, this is our first discussion point, so you could just raise your hand and Mr. Craig will find you. How do you know when you fully understand something? How does one know? And you could, for your own life, or you could speak generally, how does one know when they fully understand something? Oh, there's someone back there. When I fully understand something, there's a peace in my heart about it, and everything's settled. Settled. And then I know, okay, let's put action to it. Good. All right. So a peace up here. <laughs> he gave me the thumbs up. All right, up here, uh, Mr. Henry up here. Where's your roller skates? <laughs> I think when you fully understand something, you can explain it to someone else. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All right. You can explain it. You ever be in a class? Uh, you and then Laura. Mom and then Laura. Yeah. Go ahead. We're doing this fast so we can get more than two If people. you can't repeat things that you learn properly in the way oh. it is, then you're going to get it yet. Oh, that's good. All right. Good. We'll repeat um, it back. Uh, when you can teach it to somebody else. Yeah, that's good. Teaching it. Good, 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 good. Did you have something back there? Yeah, one more on this one. See, we went fast. So when you go fast, we could get a bunch of people. Go fast. All right, good. <laughs> Craig thinks I'm talking to him. Go fast. <laughs> Speed up. 
It's when you're, you're sure of something and you have no doubt in your head. It takes yeah. the doubt away. Yeah. That's good. Okay. When you fully understand, there's no doubt, there's no fear, uh, you're settled, you can teach it, you can repeat it back, and you can uh, explain it to someone very simply. That's good. All right. So make sure that we've got that when we're looking at the plan that we have, no matter what plan it is. Your plan for life, maybe. I, I need a plan for life. You know, maybe graduating college or something. What's next? Make sure you fully understand where you're headed. Now, you're not going to know every step. Obviously, we know that. Uh, but you need to make sure the plan that you have in front of you, the steps you do have, you understand. Okay? So that's the first, that's the second step. Once we have the plan, fully understand it, then we should pray and commit our actions to the Lord. So in Proverbs 16, 3, in the New Living, it says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Well, there it is. I want to be in that 86%. And I want us to be the church that raises that 86%. How about that? We get it up there to 96%. So commit your actions to the Lord. So the plan tells us what to do in the natural, right? They tell us, you know, pay this monthly, do this, get this, do that, right? But if we pray and commit each step we take to the Lord... We give him jurisdiction. Remember that word? We give him jurisdiction. And when the natural meets the supernatural, there's that double portion. <laughs> there's that empowerment from on high. I get excited when I think about that. And there's acceleration of the plan. That timeline that we have, Remember, God's not on that timeline. That's for us. That's for us. He's got his own time. But that's our timeline. That's giving us a finish line. That's letting us see because so many people did not have a light at the end of the tunnel of financial freedom. And we were shown not only to get out of debt, that's just step number one, but to safeguard our investments and then build wealth. I'm excited about the third part. Excited. Why? Because I know where we're going with this. For me and Eric. I mean, you got to know where you're going. But you got to know where you're going with this. And it's exciting to know. Amen? And so um, commit your actions to the Lord. So we give him jurisdiction. And then expect an accelerated timeline. If they told you seven years, when the natural meets the supernatural, it can be two. Look at the woman that we heard the testimony, $94,000 she didn't even know she had. She was so much in debt, she paid off every one of her debts. She was out of debt within a year of starting this whole program. She couldn't have done that in herself. But when the natural meets the supernatural, Pastor Hagen says it makes an explosive force for God. Amen. All right. Who's going to discuss this? What, what stands out to you? I'm not going to ask a specific question, but what do you think about that? I mean, we've got the kingdom of God within us, so he has jurisdiction in our lives, but committing and praying about the plan before we begin. Thoughts on that? Why, why is that important? Right up here. I think you have to get into the place where it's revelation, not just information, and that comes by praying in the Holy Spirit. And I'm just reminded of the scripture that tells us that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. And the word that jumps out is steps. It's one step after another. And taking steps, amen, as we do this, it's a step by step. Anyone else on this one? On step number three? Yeah, go ahead. Just to keep the faith to see it through, yeah. understanding that we do get weary at times. So if you put God first, he'll give you the faith to see it through. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. That's good. I like that. So just keep the faith. And then, you know, even when you get weary and the next step is, is going to go fall right in line with that, too, because this is something that we've got to know. 
So that's excellent. And then uh, step, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. And every step, and it, this is step by step. They're giving us a step by step plan, right? And so step by step. I love how it says in Romans about Abraham. It doesn't say that he took leaps and bounds in faith. It just said he took steps of faith. It didn't say he jumped mountains and climbed, you know. No, he took steps of faith, and that's what we're doing. Amen? All right. So then the fourth point, I like how Craig said, I'm just standing right here. So the fourth step is, and now this one to people of faith might get you thrown off. Just relax. You'll be fine. Take a deep breath, okay? I'm not talking about being in faith to expect problems, but I'm just letting you know. Step number four, anticipate that the opportunity to quit is going to come and decide now what your action will be when it does. It does for diets, right? We're supposed to plan ahead. They tell us, look at the menus before you go to the restaurant. Plan ahead what you're going to eat. And then when you get there, if you don't, you know, if you want to eat what everybody else eats, put half in a box. Tell them not to bring bread. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, what happens if you do? Okay, well, then tomorrow I start over. Okay. I might as well eat dessert. Um, so you see how the mind works. So, but no, really anticipate, <laughs> anticipate that no, no from the get-go, that the opportunity to quit is going to come. We know it is because 14% of people, here's where that difference is made, right here. 14% of the people have to quit. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why is the opportunity there for us to quit, especially with this plan? This is what God dropped into my heart. As a believer, and all of us sitting here, those of us watching, as a believer, the devil doesn't want you to be financially free because he knows what you will do when you have more money available to you. You ain't going to just go and buy yourself the yacht and sit there every Sunday and uh-uh. Your first priority is going to be to fund the gospel. He doesn't want that. And so opportunities are going to come. Just know that. Opportunities are going to come. We had an opportunity already. My husband's out of work this week and next week. Will he get paid? Probably not for a few weeks because it's a work thing, right? So that's already. We could be like, oh, well, we'll start next month. No, no. We've made a decision as to how we're going to do this in this situation right? And so we've got to be able to do that. Do that now. Because again, the time to plan is not when that opportunity to quit knocks at your door. Because you're going to answer it and say, come on in, sit down. And you're going to quit. You're going to quit. And so um, this is the 14% of the people who get a plan. This is why they fail. Because the challenge comes and they get off track and then they quit. So make up your mind right now that no matter what comes your way with this plan, no matter what it is, uh, that you can, you're not going to quit. In the natural, just know, and they probably told you this, if something changes with your income, an increase or a decrease, if something changes and something breaks in your house and now you got to go borrow money and now you have another bill, anything that happens, you pay off a bill, whatever it is, something happens, Get on the phone or email them. There's a way to get in touch with them. Soon we'll have an app that we'll be able to go to and a dashboard and update it. And just update the plan. That's it. Don't panic. But I'm going to tell you, don't wait to do that. Because the law of diminishing intent says that the longer you wait to do something you're supposed to do, chances are you're never going to do it. Think about the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Think about things in your life. And think about the things that you know you're supposed to do and you haven't done it. And then when you do it, you're like, what was the problem? I should have done this a long time ago. It would have been done. I've, I've done that with a lot of things in my life. And so uh, when challenges come, 
Don't let yourself get down. Remember, you're working on something. You're working on something. And keep your eyes on the finish line. Keep your eyes on the finish line. It may have to move back a little bit according to the numbers or the time. Don't worry. Remember, supernatural, double portion, empowerment, that's still in play. That's still in play. So don't quit, okay? We can go to the word of God in those times, like he said. Go to the word of God in those times. Isaiah 41.13 is a good verse for this. It says, For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand. Don't you need someone sometimes to hold your right hand? Saying to you, as he holds your hand, he says to you, fear not, I will help you. You do not have to do this alone. You don't have to do, even if you're not married, you don't have a spouse who's doing it with you, you do not have to do it alone. God will hold your hand and walk you through it. Amen? Glory to God. Okay, so maybe like what are some things that we know can happen? to derail the process here? What are some things you can't anticipate or, or what word of encouragement or what's, what's, what's happening in your heart? Go ahead, right there. In this situation, the first thing that the devil will bring into your mind is discouragement. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, you're not good enough. <laughs> you don't know enough. Or it's going to take more than what you think. Yeah, yeah. And so discouragement is the first thing that we need to get away from. Yeah. And the way to do that is to submit this plan yes. to the great and mighty Amen. one that lives inside Amen. of you. Amen. That's good. The Holy Spirit. That's good. That's good. That is really good. You could go back every time the devil says, <laughs> or that washing machine breaks that you didn't expect. They told you it would last another 10 years. You know, the car that you got to replace because what happened, you know, didn't change the oil or something. No, I committed this plan to the Lord. And because I did, it's going to succeed. There you go, right there. Someone else. Anyone else on that? Step four. And Craig, anytime you have something to add, you can go right ahead too. You got the mic. All right. Good? Okay. So that's step four. So we said, get a plan. This is, again, this is applying to any area of our lives where we need a plan. Get a plan, a good, solid plan. There's a whole teaching on how to get that for our lives, right? And then uh, have a good plan, and then really understand the plan, and then commit and pray to the Lord, commit that plan, and pray to the Lord about that plan. And then anticipate that the opportunity to quit is going to come and just decide right now what you're going to do if it does. And write it down. Write some scriptures out so you can pull that out. Don't wait till you're discouraged like he said because that's hard. That's hard to get yourself out of that. This goes with anything. You're believing God to be fully healed of something in your body. And you have your plan on how you're going to do it. You're going to speak the word. You're going to eat right. You're going to do what you need to do. The doctor tells you to do whatever it is. And then discouragement comes. Pull out the healing scriptures. Pull out the, the word of God. Okay? So number five is get an accountability partner. Okay? If you are married, then that can be your spouse. That can be your spouse. If you are not, then get someone you trust to help you stay trust to help you stay accountable now you do not need to know someone else's plan in detail to hold them accountable did you know that i don't got to know all your business to hold you accountable i don't have to know all that i just got to know you have a plan and this is what you said you're going to do about the plan right you're going to be doing this on a weekly daily whatever i just need to know that i don't need to know all your business with your financials and stuff you don't need to know mine but we can hold each other accountable now if you're a couple and you say well we need another layer of accountability because up until now we not done a good job with our budget if you need another layer, find a couple you can trust who's doing the same thing. And here's the thing. You can make it fun. You can make it fun. 
And so here's, here's what God dropped into my heart about this. God didn't bring Pastor Gary here or Forward Financial Group for me personally as an individual. It wasn't me that was sitting around one day apart from the church saying, hmm, I wonder what he's doing. It wasn't anybody here who said, you know, I'm having Pastor Gary at my house. And No, he brought him to us as a church. We did this as a church. Yes, every individual received an individual plan, but he bought it to us in the church. And so we're doing it together as a church. Amen? We're doing it together as a church. And so we'll, we can hold each other accountable. We'll do this accountability thing in a general way, the way we're doing it now. How? By talking about it. The more you talk about something, the more excited you get about it. When I was on the call with our leadership team on Monday, they're talking about their plans, and I'm seeing the smiles on their faces, and I'm, I'm like, getting excited even more about the plan and how this is going to – it's work. I'm getting excited about work, <laughs> about, you know, about, how do you say, um, about uh, not spending too much. <laughs> I'm getting excited about that, right? You know, I was talking to uh, Craig and Nasha yesterday, and I'm like, mm. well, when you have the money and you don't have a plan and you're just, you know, living from day to day, you can spend the money. It's okay. You see something in the store you want, even though you got 20,000 pair of shoes, that 20,001 looks good in my closet and on me. You know what I mean? If you, if you weren't working on anything, spend it. But now we got to get intentional because, uh-oh, I'm working on something. So even in being intentional and, you know, there's going to be some sacrifices made, we can still make it fun. Amen? We can still make it fun. And so get an accountability partner. Ask a couple, do you mind? Maybe we can shoot a text to each other and say, how'd your week go? How'd you do? Did you check off anything yet? Just talk about it and keep that excitement up. The more you talk about it, the more excitement. And of course, as you pay things off and as you get to that finish line, we better hear testimonies about it. We better hear testimonies about it. Because that's the whole point. We need some glory stories about our finances, okay? So if something happens during the week where that supernatural meets with the natural, you better grab a sheet in the back, a glory story sheet, and write it out and get it to us. Because we need to tell on God and show him off. We need to tell more. People need to see evidence. We sing it. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. We need evidence. Evidence. Not that we don't believe you. <laughs> Not that we don't believe that God is good all the time. But we need. That nourishes our faith and helps us. Okay? So a verse for this is Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. All right? You may experience something, and it's a breakthrough for you that may help someone else. Share it. Listen, this is what I found. Share it. It's better when we do it together. And Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. We can motivate each other to do that. So guess what? We can motivate each other to stick to the plan. Amen? All right, who, who wants to talk? We, we said a lot here about accountability. Anyone want to say anything about that? Anyone looking for an accountability partner? <laughs> Just raise your hands. <laughs> All right, anyone want to add? Go ahead. For those that like to go shopping a lot, yeah. take Holy Ghost along. Yeah, that's it. He'll tell okay. you. And um, keep your hand in your pocket. There you go. Don't bring your cards. Don't bring your money. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> go yeah, go with a plan. It, on this thing, you shouldn't be struggling. And I hope they explain that to you. I hope we were all honest when we said, oh, we can put this much towards the plan and we're exercising faith. Because if you did, you need to call them up and say, listen, I was going by faith. 
this ain't going to work. <laughs> we might need to revisit. We can only put this much in reality because now we got to do it. And you can do that. And they will be more than happy to change it, right? So if you maybe kind of was in faith when you said, oh, yeah, I think God will provide. No, 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 do it with what you have now. And then you can increase it as you go, okay? And so accountability is important when we're doing this, right? We're good with accountability? Okay. Okay. Number six, finally. This is one of the most important steps in this. Be consistent. Consistency is key. And I, I teach on consistency a lot. So I don't have much to add in this except some verses. But before we add the verses, let's go ahead and play that video. It's not about doing the occasional big things. It's about doing the consistent small things. If you go to the gym and you work out and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing. And if you go to the gym the next day and you come back and you look in the mirror, you will see nothing. So clearly there's no results, can't be measured, it must not be effective. So we quit. Or if you fundamentally believe that this is the right course of action, you stick with it. You commit yourself to the regime, the exercise. If you stick with it consistently, I'm not exactly sure what day, but I know you'll start getting into shape. There's no event, it's an accumulation of lots and lots of little things that anyone by themselves is innocuous and useless. But if you do it consistently, and you do it in combination with lots of other little things, it's those little innocuous things that you do over and over and over and over that matter the most. When you're consistently good, when you are consistently true to your word and to your values, when what you say and what you do consistently measures up, and that there's a sense of cohesion in your thoughts and your words and your actions and your questions. When all of it comes together in a consistent way, then all of a sudden the people say, I buy into that person. What I did yesterday got me to where I am today, but what I did yesterday is not going to help me to stay where I am today. Do you understand me? You don't get out of life what you want, you get what you earn. Here, this is an everyday gig. Every day is a Monday. Every day is a beginning, a new day, a new shot at life. An opportunity to come out of the gate like a man possessed and attack the day without mercy. Every one of you in five years from now is going to arrive somewhere. Here's the thing. So many people, we just throw our lives up in the air and rely on chance and just hope it all works out. You don't have to throw your life up to chance. Your life can be a choice, and you can choose where you want to go the next five years and beyond. You are powerful, and you are impactful, and you are in control. Today, I'm putting the pressure on. I'm the aggressor. I'm on the attack. And I will not stop. do that. <laughs> uh, you heard John Maxwell's voice in there, Simon Sinek's voice in there. There's a number of uh, motivational folks in there. Uh, but consistency, John always says it's not a sexy word, but that's what's brought him his success. Number one leadership expert in the country has written over, I think now it's 200 books, most all of them on the number one bestsellers list doing very well financially. Why? He said, I'm consistent. <laughs> Not very smart, <laughs> just consistent. And we do, it's not all of the things we do to get, you know, it's little things that we do every single day. Consistency compounds. Consistency compounds. First John 2.6 says, says 
those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. I would say Jesus was a pretty consistent individual when he walked the face of this earth, and he still is. In fact, it says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so it says those who live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Mr. Consistent, Mrs. Consistent. First, Timothy, uh, First Corinthians 15, 58. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is useless. Hallelujah. Hebrews 10, 23 says, it, it talks about holding fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. That is referring to being consistent in your faith. Being consistent in your faith. You know, it's not about uh, trying to do that one big event and one big thing and, okay, that's great. And that's it. No. Anybody can do that one time. How about do that over and over and over again for the next 40 days? That's being consistent. And you know, we're consistent, I hope, with brushing our teeth twice a day, I pray. So I've been brushing my teeth ever since I had teeth. I would say maybe, I don't know, one years old, two years old, right, three years old. I've been consistent all these years in brushing my teeth. Can I stop now? I can't stop brushing my teeth, but I've done it all this. No, you've got to continue it. And that's the way it is with consistency. We've got to continue it, continue to do it, continue to work the plan no matter what, day in, day out. Again, not sexy, kind of boring, but it gets results. Amen? All right, who wants to add? thing that jumped out at me was right right near the end he says you're in control and when I heard that I also heard at the same time stop blaming the devil and stop expecting God to do what you're supposed to do Come on. you're in control that's good that's all I got to say that's it's my it. story I'm sticking to it yeah that's it a lot of people I think Eric back there uh he's like I'm doing up here first <laughs> Being consistent is yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be, um, have to know yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be very um, persistent to yourself. Yeah, that's you right. have to know yourself. You know, a lot of times when you um, have something in front of you to do, you want it to put off for later. But if you have that plan and you, you practice, mm -hmm. it's not one day. You practice being consistent on certain things that you know you will not. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it's all about you. It's not somebody else. If you show off, forget it. Right. But it's is for all you. about you. Yeah. Do you want how much you wanted this? Yeah. If you want it so much. And I have a man of God said, this guy wants to be in the ministry. And he said, you really want to be in the ministry? He said, yes. You get him and put his head in the water and stick him there until he could not breathe. He said, you take him out. He said, do you want it ministry? He said, yes. He put him again. And he could not breathe. He take him out. He said, if you wanted that that much and, and be consistent, <laughs> and then you are, you're going to preach. Well, it's all up to that person. It's, it's, you have to know in his heart that if he's not consistent, he's not going to have it. Yeah, and good. so it's, it's, it's practicing every day a little bit. Don't get out of the trap. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think Eric had something. Did you have something? Okay. If you need to meet with, you know, maybe some consistency experts, and um, there's two sitting right there, right there on the front row. So uh, they're very consistent day in, day out. Yes, it may look, it may appear boring from the outside, but uh, if you want to, to others, uh, but if you want to see consistency, just see them. 
you know. And so they can they can give you some some tips. Go ahead, Mr. Eric. This mic's uh, getting low on battery. Okay. But consistency starts when you get up in the morning and the things that start coming out of your mouth. Being grateful to God when you wake up for the things that you have. And when things get tough, you still have to speak consistently what the Word of God says and speak positive th thoughts and actions. Because when you do that, you, you're keeping your eye on the finish line. Yeah. And then you can be like David Phelps over there within the pool. <laughs> so I'm just like, ooh, and the music, it's just very uh, uplifting and motivating, isn't it? Isn't it? They know exactly what they're doing when they're putting those videos together. All right, anyone else want to add anything? Yeah, right up here. There's Patty and uh, Nasha. I remember um, listening to this quote. It's not a Bible verse, but it always stuck with me. Um, it says, men don't pick their futures, they pick their habits, and their habits pick their future for go. them. That's good. And so you're consistent in something every day, whether <laughs> it's good something. or bad, <laughs> and that's shaping your future. That's absolutely true. That's the truth right there. That's true. That's good. When you're doing things consistently, eventually it's going to become a habit. And once, you, yeah, I know I heard us say. Isn't that something? You yeah. both are talking about habits. Go ahead. It becomes a habit, but once it becomes past just a habit, it doesn't become boring anymore. Yeah. It is something you look forward to doing yeah. and you enjoy doing it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, right. it doesn't become. Right. Just Especially if you're seeing those little results. You start seeing the results. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, something I didn't say about accountability, and this is something that to make sure you do with your accountability partner, whether it's your spouse or the person you trust, celebrate those small victories and those small wins. Reward yourself. Now, don't go reward yourself by spending $1,000, right, that you're supposed to put to the plan. Stick to the plan, but reward yourself. Or if you're like on a diet or a lifestyle change like I am, I am not rewarding myself with dessert. I am just going to just reward myself with a new outfit if it's in the plan, right? <laughs> now everything has to be with plan. But, I mean, celebrate the small things, even if it's to just... I just got to give a shout to God and make sure you tell us about those small wins. Even the small things. I don't care if it's the smallest debt you had that you paid off and you, you did it in short order. I don't care what it is. Celebrate it. Make a big deal about it. And you'll attract even more good things. You'll attract even more. Amen? Amen. Good. Anyone have anything to add before we close and move on? Use the mic because I need to hear you. Whatever things in the world that you exalt it, and you're going to have it. That's right. Esteem it. It doesn't matter what it. it is. Yeah, that's good. If we esteem it, we talk about it, mm -hmm. and we expect it, and that's we'll right. have it. Amen. That's good. All right, so have a good. We can get ready to give if you need an envelope. Uh, Mr. Uh, Donnie can serve you tonight. Thank you, Mr. Craig. Thank you so much for your help. And thank you to everyone who added in there, uh, who, who took the time to uh, say something. Those of you who are watching us online, thank you for joining us tonight, too. We appreciate it. Um, so have a good and solid plan, and we've got that coming with the Ford Financial Group. If you haven't already received it, uh, fully understand the plan. Pray uh, and commit our actions to the Lord. And then the next step is to... Uh, anticipate the opportunity to quit is going to come and decide right now what our actions will be get an accountability partner and make it fun hold each other accountable finally uh be consistent hallelujah consistency is key glory to god bless the lord okay so we have envelopes did we go ahead and uh father i just thank you for the opportunity to give we thank you that your word says that there's something that happens when we give. There's an exchange that happens, and it has to happen every time. It's a law. 
And so we thank you for that. We thank you that we are, are turning that law on right now. I thank you, Father God, that that law is working for us right at this very moment because we're giving cheerfully and intentionally. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to sow intentionally so we get a harvest on every seed that we sow. We thank you that that's your will and that's your plan, Father. We appreciate that. We thank you that you've made provision for everything that we receive from you, you've made provision. You've given us the ability, the empowerment. You've resourced us with knowledge and understanding and wisdom. How to operate within your kingdom. And we give you honor and glory today. I thank you for a harvest on every seed that is sown this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, I hope you enjoy that tonight. I enjoyed hearing from all of you. I thank God for directing our path. Amen. I always thank, I'm thankful to him for his, um, one more over here, Mr. Donnie. <laughs> uh, and so um, I uh, am always grateful to, to him for his direction and his guidance. So uh, we will continue. This is not done. We are by no means are we done talking about this. There will be more. We'll be watching uh, another video of Pastor Gary. We'll take the time and we'll be doing that. Home groups are going to be starting around this topic. And so we're excited about what God is uh, going to do in this church. And it's already started. Amen. Already begun. And so I thank him for that. Sunday, uh, come and join us for service on Sunday. We'll be talking about a couple of these Holy Spirits, the, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're finally going to get into the actual nine gifts. Hallelujah. So we'll do that. And then the following week, we have Pastor uh, Ray Wilson with us. He's excited about coming, and we're excited to have him. Uh, and then we'll have our catered barbecue. The following Sunday, we'll be praying over all the students who are going back to school. And so uh, I've asked the teachers to assist and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, please, you know, make sure your kids are here, and we'll be doing that on not in, in about three weeks. All right? Okay? God bless you. Thanks for joining us online. You are dismissed. <laughs>